Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com as well as rate, review of iTunes. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم والحمد لله رب العالمين حمد الشاكرين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله dear brothers we'll continue إن شاء الله tonight the the sequence of tafsir and again as a reminder this is the sequence of tafsir in accordance of the revelation of the Quran we have done so far the first uh, 11 surahs and today we will do surah al-asr inshallah last time we finished surah al-inshirah bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim alam nashrah laka sadrak before that we finished surah al-duha wal-duha wal-layli idha saja and before that we did surah al-fajr and we mentioned that surah al-fajr was uh, the surah beyond after which there was a gap of wahi and then Surah Al-Duha came and before Surah Al-Fajr there was Surah Al-Layl, Surah Al-A'la, Surah Al-Takweer then Surah Al-Masad, Surah Al-Fatiha, Al-Muddathar, Al-Muzzammil, Al-Qalam and Surah Al-Alaq so all of these surahs were revealed in the same sequence and Surah Al-Asr came right after Surah Al-Inshirah so I will read Surah Al-Asr and then I will go on the tafsir inshallah on a more elaborate fashion where Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Allah says Bismillah Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Wal-Asr Inna al-Insana Lafi khusr Wal-Asr It's an oath Just like Wal-Layli Wal-Fajri Wal-Duha All of these The one that begins with a Wa Wa-Al-Layli Wa-Al-Duha Wa-Al-Fajr Wa-Al-Asr This is an oath Allah Azza wa Jal is swearing By Al-Asr And what is Al-Asr? We will go in the details later but in the simplest manner, Al-Asr means the time, the period of time in general. And the oath that Allah Azza wa Jal is making with assertion, Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Indeed, al-insan, a human, is in a losing situation. Lafi khusr means in a losing status. Insan is a loser. Except, so there is a determination Number one, insan is in a losing situation unless you fall into one of the following categories. And there are four categories. Illa, and illa is an exception. Al-insan, the insan is in a losing status, in a losing situation, except for the following. Al-ladhina amanu, the ones who believe in Allah Azza wa Jal, who have the belief and the faith in Allah. Al-ladhina amanu, and, it's not or, it's and, وعملوا الصالحات and they perform good deeds and the third one وتواصوا بالحق and they encourage one 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 another to stand behind the truth and to stand for the truth تواصوا بالحق means I advise you to stand for the truth وتواصوا بالصبر and they encourage one another to steadfast to have صبر those are the four categories so the idea here is Allah عز وجل in in a very simple manner He's saying, look, I swear by the time that I have created, by the period, by the era you live in, whatever that is, that 
each and every human that I have created will be a loser, will have a losing status, and a loser in the sense what Allah Azza wa Jal considers to be a loser. Everyone is a loser unless you fall into the people who believe, who have the belief, who perform the good deeds, amilu salihat, who stands up for the truth, and and, and, and pay attention, tawasaw bilhaq, it's not the one who sticks with the truth. Tawasaw from the word wasiyya. Wasiyya means I give you my will, my advice. It's an advice. I am asking you, I'm encouraging, encouraging you to stand for the truth. Watawasaw bilsabr. And then also they make this type of advising one another to have a sabr. That's the general meanings or those the literal meanings of the surah if you will so if i'm reading wal asr in my prayer this is what it means it means allah azza wa jal is making an oath he is swearing by the term al asr that a human is indeed in a losing situation except if you are alladhina amanu wa amilu salihat wa tawasaw bil haqq wa tawasaw bil sabr four categories four characteristics for properties for attributes should exist in each and every human in order to avoid a losing status. Now remember that this surah is still one of the earlier surahs revealed in Mecca. So still we don't have Medina, still we don't have the power of Islam, still we don't have the army, still we don't have the state, still we don't have all of this environment in which the Muslims are strong and have the ultimate support of their military power. They are still weak, they are still oppressed, they are still being harassed by uh, on a daily basis by Abu Jahl, by Abu Lahab, by the rest of the people. That's why some of the Mufassireen, when they looked at this Inna al-Insana lafi khusr, they said, although Allah Azza wa Jal puts it in a general term, that the insan, the human, is a loser. However, the indication here is the, the target of this word, and insan, Allah Azza wa Jal, is referring to specific individuals in Mecca, in Quraysh. And they named them. They name Al-Walid bin Al-Mughira, one of the persons who, has, who was named in Surah Al-Muzzam, in Surah Al-Qalam, in Surah Al-Muddathir, in many other places. They named uh, Al-As bin Wa'il, another person who used to harass the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and persecute, and, uh, persecute the Sahaba, radiyallahu anhum. They name Al-Aswad bin Abdul Muttalib, another person who is, again, was a tyrant against Islam, and they name Al-Aswad bin Abd Yaghuth, those are names, prominent names. If you go to the tafsir like Al-Qurtubi, he will say those names are the ones which are targeted by the surah. Now what this means is that this surah falls in the same line of the struggle against the kuffar. It's a struggle between Islam and kufr. And on one side stand the elites, the powerful men like Al-Walid, Al-As bin Wa'il, like Al-Aswad, like uh, the, the other people, they are standing against Islam. And here Allah Azza wa Jal is providing this surah in support of the side of Islam, taking the side of the Muslims and saying that I make a swear by Al-Asr that indeed these people are losers. The ones who think they are victorious, the ones who drag Bilal on the desert and torture him, the ones who uh, 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 chase Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam every time he goes into the vicinity of the Kaaba, the ones who don't allow Muslims to practice their deen, those who think they have the money, they have the power, they have the authority, they are losers. So don't take the standards and the norms based on what the people believe who is the loser or who is the winner. Just like in today's situation, who is the victorious? If you look at this, all of these scenarios and the preparation for war, United States, Britain, France, all they are trying massing their troops, oh, those are the winners. The winners are the ones with the troops. The winners are the ones with the money. The winners are the ones with the alliance. The winners are the ones with the Security Council resolution. Allah says, no, that's not the winner. Those are losers. And indicating, since some of the Mufassireen, in fact, there is a hadith of the Prophet وسلم, One of the Sahaba asked the Prophet وسلم, whom Allah is targeting with this word, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرٍ and then talking about الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ The Prophet Sallallahu says Abu Jahl, Abu Jahl is the one who is khasir. The loser is Abu Jahl. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا People like Abu Bakr. 
الذين آمنوا الذين عملوا الصالحات لايك عمر رضي الله عنه وتواصوا بالحق لايك عثمان وتواصوا بالصبر لايك علي so he's giving them example of who are the losers and who are the winners so he is putting on one side the names of the Sahaba of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Muslims, the early Muslims, who are standing up for Islam, who are standing up with their belief, who are standing up with the with the haq or behind the haq, who are steadfast behind all, irrespective and despite all of the torture and the hardship, they are steadfast. So the Quran comes in support of them. And in defiance of Abu Jahl, in defiance of Al-Walid bin Al-Mughira, in defiance of Abu Lahab, in defiance of all of these elites. So the idea here is Allah is making the scale, is putting a standard, putting the norm. Whom do we consider a loser? Whom do we consider a winner? In this life, when you see all of the troops massing, Bashar today, he's attacking with chemical weapons, or he's a winner according to Putin, Putin, he was making an interview the other day on the radio. He says Bashar was winning the war, and that's why the world powers are trying to stop him. Now, in his perspective, the one who has the chemical weapons and killed the children is a, is a winner. In, his pers- in the perspective of the United States, we have the NATO, we have the power, we have the, the destroyers, the fleets in the Mediterranean, we are winners. In the eyes of Allah Azza wa Jal, the winner is the one who stands behind the truth is not the one who stands behind Batal. is the one who supports the truth and not the one who supports the Batal. is the one who has belief in Allah Azza wa Jal, not the one who believes in democracy or capitalism or socialism or secularism. The one who believes or who performs the good deeds, the good deeds of Islam, the good deeds of Salah, the good deeds of Saum, the good deeds of Zakah, the good deeds of not lying, the good deeds of not having the homosexuality, the good deeds of not dealing with riba. All of these, the ones who are performing the good deeds and standing behind the good deeds are the winners. The one who believe in Allah Azza wa Jal is a winner. The one who stands for the haq and supports the haq and stands against the battle, no matter how strong the battle is, that's a winner. And the one who after, after believing in Allah and performing the good deed, and standing for the haq, then faces some persecution and some torture and some all types of hardship, then he will have a sabr on that. He will stick to it because a sabr, here pay attention to the sequence of issues. If you believe in Allah Azza wa Jal, the way Allah Azza wa Jal wants you to believe, if you stand up with all the correct deeds, you don't do the haram, you don't do the gambling, you don't approve the riba, you don't approve the homosexuality, you don't approve all of this mess, and you approve of the hijab of the, uh, the Muslim woman, and you approve of the prayer, of the zakah, of the uh, 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 distribution of the wealth according to the economic system of Islam. If you stand up for all of these deeds, and then every time wherever there is haq, you stand for it. There is a haq, a fight against Bashar al-Assad, that's haq, and you support it. There is a haq against uh, Abdul Fattah al-Sisi in Egypt, the one who stole the revolution from the people and have a military coup against the people, despite the fact that the people did not do good, did not do good, but he was an oppressive. He was a stealer, he was a thief, he was a robber. You stand against that, you stand for the haq. When you do all of this, it's expected that you will face hardship. The belief in Allah Azza wa Jal, in fact, Allah in Surah Al-Ankabut later on, He says, Do you think that you would be allowed to be to claim belief, to claim that you believe in Allah Azza wa Jal without you facing a fitna? A fitna means it's the, the, the torture, the hardship which tries to push you away from your iman, from what you stand for. Do you think that you will be allowed to practice your iman the way it should be? That Allah Azza wa Jal is your only Rabb without being, uh, without facing the fitna and the persecution. Don't expect that. أحسب الناس أن يتركوا أن يقولوا آمنا وهم لا يفتنون ولقد فتنا الذين من قبلهم. The ones before you, we have definitely tested them and showed whether they or they, 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 we verified whether they can stand for that belief or not. So the, there is a price for iman. There is a price for the standing for the good deeds. There, there is a price for standing for haq. And because the price can be high, the toll can be high, the suffering, the pain can be a lot, then you are required to have sabr. That's why the ayah at the end says, وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالصَّبْرِ Now, تَوَاصَوْ بِالصَّبْرِ, as I mentioned, I might, I might 
be a little bit weak. I want to have sabr. I have my iman. I have my haq. But then there is something in me that says, you cannot make it. Therefore, I need you to come and tell me, brother, just stick to what you are believing in. Just hang on there. Like the Prophet sallallahu was passing by Bilal radiallahu an, and when Bilal was saying, ahadun ahad, being tortured by Umayyah bin Khalaf, and the Prophet sallallahu would direct to Bilal and says, ahadun tunjika ya Bilal. This word of Ahad that Allah Azza wa Jal is one and unique, it will save you. It will take you to Jannah. Bilal. He is supporting him and asking him to, stead, to, to steadfast. And when he was passing by Al-Yasir, Sumayya and, and, and Yasir and Ammar, and they were tortured by Abu Jahl and by the rest of the crowd, he was telling them, Sabran al-Yasir, encouraging them for Sabr. Sabran means steadfast. Keep on making Sabr. Because this is what takes you to Jannah. Sabran fa Be have a sabr, uh, steadfast, be persistence, be perseverance, don't give up, don't give in. Inna I promise to meet you and see you in the Jannah. This is Tawasaw bil Sabr. So we are encouraging one another to steadfast. And today, when I keep referring to examples like the ones in Syria. Today in the brothers in Syria, they are, they are tempted, very much tempted to accept the intervention of the United States and the world powers in order to get, to get rid of Bashar. They are tempted because the atrocities are huge, the massacres are big, and the powers against them is enormous. So they would like to see someone coming and helping them, even though the one who would help them, he would steal their revolution. They are tempted to do that because of the environment. So they need someone to tell them, brothers, stick to the haq and have sabr on it. Have sabr. As-sabr sabr sa'a. There is a saying by, it's an, referred to some of the Sahaba saying, as-sabr, al-nasr, sabr sa'a. Victory is the last hour of patience, the last hour of, being, of having sabr, that's when victory comes. So victory is almost there. Now you are tempted, the brothers are tempted to accept the military intervention from the West to get the support from the United States, Britain and France because of all the atrocities what is, uh, that are happening there. The chemical weapons, the killings, more than 100 or 200,000 people have been killed for the last three, three years or almost three years. It is huge, it's a lot. The pains are, are absolutely beyond the of many people to, uh, to endure. So they are tempted to give in. So that's where the ayah comes handy, says, Tawasaw sabr. We Someone has to encourage them. We have to encourage one another to tell them, please stay with sabr. Stick to the haq. Be on the haq. You are on the right path. You are on the truth. You have the iman. You have the belief. Allah Azza wa Jal will help you and have sabr. The last statement of sabr would definitely qualify these people to or to at least to give them that final encouragement to stick to what they are doing so these ayat or this surah although very short and we quite often read it in our prayers simply because it's short because we want to finish our prayer fast but in reality the meaning of these ayat as one of the sahaba says if the only surah that was ever revealed in the quran was al-asr it would have su sufficed it would have been sufficient. لَوْ لَمْ يَنْزِلْ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ إِلَّا الْعَصْرِ لَكَفَتْ He says, if nothing was revealed from the Qur'an except Al-Asr, it would have been sufficient. So this surah, despite the fact that it's so short, it's very few words. Uh, if you look at it, it's only two short lines, three ayats, وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوا بِالصَّبْرِ Less than a minute you read it. Less than a minute, it's done. It's a surah, it's an entire surah. But it is huge, it's enormous in its meaning. And that's why one of the Sahaba says, لَوْ لَمْ يَنْزِلْ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ إِلَّا الْعَصْرِ لَكَفَتْ If nothing had been revealed from the Qur'an except Surah Al-Asr, then it would have been sufficient. And some of them, they say, Al-Asr تَعْدِلُ ثُلُثَ الْقُرْآنِ Another saying, Al-Asr is equivalent to one-third of the Qur'an. Meaning that, Although this is very short surah, very few ayat, 
three ayats, very few words, you count them, one, two, three, four, five, I think they are less than 12 words, the entire, the entire surah. It is absolutely enormous in its meaning. And no wonder, it covered all of these aspects. The iman, which is the foundation of every type of act, the acts, the haqq, standing up for the haqq, and being, uh, having sabr or being persistence on the haqq and the iman and the amal salih. Now, I will go back to the word which I skipped, the first one, al-asr, the significance of the oath. Remember that in all of these surahs that we had, the, there is an oath like, wal-layli, idha yagsha, there is a significance why Allah Azza wa Jal is using al-layl, wal-fajri, wal-layalin ashr. In fact, in this surah al-fajr, Allah Azza wa Jal makes a challenge. Do you know why I am making this oath? Can you understand? Can you comprehend? the significance of the oath of Al-Fajr, and we talked about that. And then there is Wadduha Wal-Layli Idha Saja, the significance of that oath by Al-Duha, right after the, the gap of the Wahi, after Surah Al-Fajr. So here, Al-Asr. Allah Azza wa Jal is swearing by Al-Asr. And the meaning of Al-Asr, many of the commentators of the tafsir, they have different explanations of the word Al-Asr. The most, the simplest form, the simplest and the most straightforward is the time of the Asr prayer, which we have just done a few minutes ago. Al-Asr, Al-Asr. That's the simplest way of explaining that. This is the Asr prayer. And some, they go beyond the word Al-Asr prayer. They say it's the Asr time. It's the time of Asr, which is between the noon time all the way to Maghrib. That's the time they call it Al-Asr. There is another notion in Arabic, Al-Asr means Al-Layl and Al-Nahar, the night or the day. They call it Al-Asran, the two Asrs. The two Asrs are the night and the day. There is another meaning of Al-Asr by the Arabs which they use it, it's the last hour of the day. Al-Asr is the last hour just before the sunset, that's Al-Asr. And there is yet another meaning of Al-Asr means Al-Dahar. And this is narrated or referred to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in one of the hadith he was asked about Al-Asr. He said Al-Asr Al-Dahar. And Al-Dahar means time. Means time, period. The period of time in general. This notion, the abstract, which we call it time, sometimes you are wondering what is time? What is Dahar? What is Asr? This is the time, this abstract notion which is called time, is Al-Asr. And that is one of the meanings that Al-Qurtumi, in his tafsir, he, he likes that. Although he says all of the meanings, whether it's the night and the day, whether it's the time between the noon and the end of the day, whether it's the last hour of the day, all of them refer to one thing, which is time. And some they say it is Al-Asr, it's not any time, it's the time duration in which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was alive. So Allah Azza wa is swearing by the time, the era in which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam lived. So it is the era of time in which events take place. It's the era of time in which current events are going on because Al-Asr means, there is another word in Arabic called Al-Mu'asara. Al-Mu'asara means contemporary. Like contemporary affairs is Mu'asara or Asr. So the current Asr is the contemporary affairs or contemporary time in which we live in. And the contemporary time in which we live in is the time in which capitalism dominates, in which nationalism has big impact on the lives of the people, in which dictators have their own way, in which Islam is absent, in which Muslim, Muslims are weak. This is Asr. This is a contemporary. So among all of these, if we look at all of them, we say there is a big significance in all of this issue, whether it is Al-Asr means the contemporary time in which events take place, where the current events, or the time abstract in general. So let me take, talk about the abstract uh, time, and before I do that, let me just mention that those who said it's the prayer Asr, the Asr prayer, I don't think they were right, because at the time when the surah was revealed, there was no Asr prayer. At the time when the surah revealed, the prayer of the Muslims were, was just standing up during the night and reading the Qur'an. That was the prayer. 
as explained in Surah Al-Muzzammil, the prayer of Asr and Dhuhr and Fajr and Maghrib and Isha was outlined after Surah Al-Isra, after the event of Isra when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was in the famous journey and the trip to Al-Quds, to Jerusalem, to Al-Aqsa and then to, to the heavens. During that journey, the prayers were defined the way we know them. So this cannot be the prayer of Asr in the same manner when we said Wal Fajr. It cannot be the prayer of Fajr. It could be the time of Fajr, but not the prayer because the prayer of Fajr was not known then. And the same thing, the prayer of Asr was not known at the time when the Surah Al-Asr was, was revealed. But irrespective, whether it's the time, the time of the prayer of Asr, which is time, or the time in which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was a prophet, there is a very important issue about the issue of time. And remember that the Iman, which the immediate ayah after Wal-Asr is Iman, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرُ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who believe. And those who believe in Allah Azza wa Jal, the belief in Allah, this belief that allows you to perform the good deeds all the time, this belief that allows you to stand for the haqq, this belief that allows you to have sabr on the hardship and the pains, pains and sufferings that you have, that belief has to be based on a very solid foundation. And that solid foundation of the belief is related very much to the issue of time. And the time, whether the time that we live in is a limited time or a time which is azal. They call it azal means unlimited, infinite. So the time and the issue of the whole issue of belief and the iman is dependent on how you perceive time. If you perceive time as being an ever everlasting, has no beginning, no end, then your belief cannot be founded on a strong foundation. But if you believe, if you believe that the time is limited, has a beginning, there is a beginning of time for the creation, for the beings. Because the be our being, I am I exist today. Is my existence eternal or limited? The universe exists. The sun, the moon, the mountains, the universe, it exists. The moon keeps rotating, the sun keeps rotating, the stars are always there. Are these stars and universe, the sun, the moon, the planets, are they limited in time? Do they have a beginning in time or they have been always there? So the issue of time, Al-Asr, the issue of time is the issue of Iman. It's the foundation of Iman. It's how you perceive this time. If you perceive this time as being a limited being, has a start, has a beginning. And before time, there was Allah. Before time, there is Allah. Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who is not bounded by time. Allah is the one who is not bounded by time. We, the beings, the, the, the created, the ones who exist, other than Allah Azza wa Jal, we are bounded by time. So we do have Asr. We have Asr. We have contemporary issues. We have contemporary life. We have a life that goes on. We have something that goes on with time. We have a Asr. Allah Azza wa Jal does not have a Asr. He is. The one who creates Al-Asr. He is the one who creates Al-Dahr. He is the one who creates time. He is the one who creates things that have time. So Al-Asr is a foundation of Iman. So the swear and an oath by Al-Asr. At the time, at the beginning, when the people, when Islam was still on the rise, it has this notation that this is what these Muslims, these Mu'mineen, those not losers, they rely on in order to understand that beyond this world, beyond this Asr, there is Allah. Beyond the time, there is someone who does not have a time. Beyond the one who is limited by time, I am limited by time. You are limited by time. Our universe is limited by time, but Allah Azza wa Jal is not limited by time. So Allah Azza wa Jal does make a swear by something that is created. Allah Azza wa Jal swears by a sun by the shams, shamsi which is created. He swears by Al-Fajr, which is a created being. Al-Fajr is not eternal. It's not true that there has always been Fajr. Fajr exists only 
only when the earth existed, when the earth was created, and the earth starts rotating around itself, and then the time starts coming in. You cannot have a fajr unless, you cannot have a fajr unless an earth, which is the source of fajr, has been created and starts rotating. So al-fajr is not eternal. Al-shams is not eternal. Al-duha is not eternal. Al-asr is not eternal. And if I understand that al-asr, that Allah Azza wa Jal swears by something that's created, then immediately I will, ah, Allah Azza wa Jal is making a swear by al-asr. So anyone who thinks that al-dahar is eternal, al-asr is eternal, time is eternal, is wrong. Now, is that true or not? Of course it's true. Because we understand now with all the physics, all of our knowledge and, and science that we know, that time, that time is, is absolutely related to the motion of objects. If an object doesn't move, it doesn't have time. Because the time is the relation, is the relative difference of an object from one location to another location. You move this from here to here, you say, ah, it took it one second to move it. One second to move an object. So those objects and their motion create time. But the objects are not eternal. Because if the objects were eternal, that means they were not created. If they were not created, then forget about everything that's called Iman. So the Iman here, which Allah is talking about, He precedes that talk by Al-Asr, by the time which is the essence, the foundation upon which we understand the very existence of the eternal Allah of the eternal God and the non-eternity, the non-eternity of the, of, the, of the beings, of the world beings. And those in physics, those who say, oh, matter cannot be created and cannot vanish. Isn't this what you learned in physics? Matter does not vanish nor gets created, but it, confer, it, it transfers, transfers from one form to another. That's absolutely, absolutely anti- or contradicts the reality of things. Matter can be created, is in fact created. Because if matter was not created, if matter was eternal, then the Asr would not have existed. Because there will be nothing called contemporary or Asr. Asr exists, a contemporary to issues, only if matter objects have a beginning. They do have time. And if they have time, then there is Asr. If they have beginning, then they have, they are created. So the fact that there is Asr, the fact that Asr exists, the fact that time exists, the fact that Dar exists, the fact that things have contemporary, ongoing life, ongoing time, that means, ah, these things cannot be eternal. And if they cannot be eternal, that means they have to be created. So the saying of the physicist, well, these are not physicists. These are the ones who write the curricula and they put it in our heads when we are little kids telling us matter cannot be created and will not vanish. Although Allah Azza wa Jal, He talks about vanishing, eliminating, exterminating everything that exists and He will recreate it again. And He will actually unfold, unfold the entire universe as someone unfolds a book in, under His arm. يَوْمَ يَطْوِ السَّمَاءَ كَطَيِّ السِّجِلِّ لِلْكِتَابِ he will, he, will, he will fold the heavens, fold it together as you are folding a book. When a book is wide open, you start folding it one piece and it will be gone. And then Allah Azza wa Jal will have yet another creation. He starts things from, from scratch and brings everybody back into existence. So that notion here, Al-Asr, is very important for the issue of Iman. We have to understand, and here Allah Azza wa as I said, He made swear and oath by all types of things. By Al-Fajr, by Al-Duha, by Al-Shams, by Al-Layl, by Al-Najm, by the, uh, the star. He made swears and oaths by all of these uh, issues. Some of them are objects, some of them are time. Like Al-Fajr is time, Al-Duha is time, Al-Layl is time, and Al-Asr here is time. Al-Shams is an object. A shams is an object, a najm is an object. All of these are objects. But Allah Azza wa Jal makes a swear by objects or by the time. 
meaning that both objects and both and time are the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah creates by either Himself, Himself, which means the eternal existence, when He says, فَوَرَبِّكَ which means I swear by your Rabb, فَوَرَبِّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ by the Rabb of the heavens and earth, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ and I swear by your Rabb that their belief will not be complete unless until etc. etc. So Allah Azza wa Jal makes a swear by himself or by some of his creation. Because that's what exists in the world, either him or his creation. Right? So when he says, فَوَرَبِّكَ Allah Azza wa Jal is swearing by himself. When he swears by Al-Asr, he's swearing by one of his creation. Al-Shams is one of his creation. Al-Shams means the sun. Al-Layl, uh, the night is creation. So the night is a created being because of the rotation and the rotation of the earth and the earth is created so it's created Al-Asr in general at time because sometimes some people oh time is eternal time cannot be eternal because time is associated with objects time does not exist on its own there is nothing called time without objects or in fact without the displacement or motion of objects time does not exist in vacuum there is nothing called time because before the creation, before the creation of the world, Allah Azza wa Jal existed on His own. Allah is the Eternal. He is Al-Azal. He is there. Okay? Allah existed on His own. Before the creation, Allah is on His own. Allah is not bounded by time. You cannot say Allah yesterday or Allah tomorrow. That's ridiculous. That's not true. Allah is Allah. The Creator is a Creator. He is eternal. He has been there all the time since ever, ever, ever. He has no beginning. The first who is before nothing existed. But the creation itself, the creation, the creation means Allah made it. That's what creation. Made it means it did not exist before it, He created it. When Allah created the universe, the universe did not exist before Allah So from the time Allah created things, then time was created with them. Then the notion of time existed. Okay? Now before the creation, before the creation of objects, there is no time. Without object, there is no time. In fact, without the motion of object, there is no time. Remember the ayah in the Quran, that Allah Azza wa Jal talks about there are two in fact places, Surah Al-Kahf, when the people stayed in their, in their cave for 300 and some years. It's a long time when they woke up, what did they say? We have been sleeping for part of the day. Because their notion of the motion of objects around them cease to exist. They cannot see it, they cannot feel it, they don't know what has happened. So they cannot, they cannot relate to the time as been where we have been sleeping for 300 years. And the same in, in the ayah where Allah talks about Bani Israel. Allah draws an example of someone that Allah he took him to death. Allah made someone die 400 years. Then he raised him up. And he asked him, how much have you stayed in your death? He said, how would I know? Couple of hours maybe. So the notion of time, the notion of time does not exist unless the people, the human observes the motion of objects or the change, if you will. Not only the motion, the change that happens. Oh, when I slept, the tree was green. Now I wake up or the tree is yellow. Oh, I must have slept long time. I don't know how much, but it has to be long because there is a change. When I slept, the day the sun was there, now there is no sun. Oh, I must have slept some time enough for the sun to disappear. How long? I don't know, but at least I make this observation. But if I sleep and wake up, everything is the same. Everything is the same. Everything in my room is the same. Nothing has changed. The light is the same. The food is the same. The sound is the same. The music which was playing is the same. I would probably thought I did not even sleep. I would think that I did not pass, not even for a second, because everything is still the same. I did not observe the change. So the time is related to the change of objects. 
and objects are created so time cannot be eternal so here the swear al-asr wal-asri is a very strong indication for those who seek this iman the strong iman which allows them to really understand that there is nothing called eternality except for Allah Azza wa Jal there is nothing called absolutely without beginning except for Allah Azza wa Jal so when Allah says wal-asri he is swearing by al-asr it means it takes your attention to say let me grasp this al-asr time must be a created being as much as the sun is as much as the moon is as much as the human is as much as the earth is because Allah Azza wa Jal would not swear by anything by anything except it has to be created by him or by himself because that's all that exists in the world there is nothing in the world that goes beyond these two either Allah Azza wa Jal who is the eternal or something of his creation there is nothing beyond this universe other than Allah Azza wa Jal or whatever Allah Azza wa Jal created otherwise in fact Allah Azza wa Jal he mentions in another place he says وَلَوْ كَانَ فِيهِمَا آلِهَةٌ إِلَّا اللَّهِ لَذَهَبَ كُلُّ إِلَهٍ بِمَا خَلَقْ if there was yet another God other than Allah Azza wa Jal then each would have his own universe because if there exists anything other than the creation of Allah then there would be another God which is not true so that's where the iman about the unity of Allah the oneness of Allah the uniqueness of Allah the, 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 the eternality of Allah Azza wa Jal in the understanding that Al-Asr Al-Asr is a created being just like anything else this is one now the second notion which one of the Mufassirin they say Al-Asr is the time but it's the contemporary it's whatever is going on and this is in support with the Prophet sallallahu when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he was asked about the surah he said Al-Khasir the loser is Abu Jahl the Mu'min is Abu Bakr the one who makes the, the good deeds is Umar radiallahu anhu Tawasaw bilhaq stands for the truth is Uthman and so on ha. so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is referring in the tafsir of the surah to the contemporary events meaning that if I want to understand the surah besides the words of it that what what does al-asr mean what does khasr mean if i want to understand its meaning i have to relate it to correlate it to the contemporary issues because al-asr is referring not to any time but to the time of the contemporary which is when things are happening what is happening today so if i don't understand what is happening today like the world powers are trying to intervene to intervene in the affairs of syria to steal the revolution, to replace Bashar and install one of their puppet regimes instead so that the Muslims will not be able to install their Islamic state there. That's contemporary issue. Exactly as the people of Quraysh, Abu Jahl and Al-Walid, they were trying to displace Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, push him aside so he will not have Islam, his Islam prevail. In the same manner that the powers, they lobbied against Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Al-Ahzab, in the battle of the ditch in order to, 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 to crush the movements of Islam and the rise of Islam in the same manner the Muslims have to understand that those allies, the kuffar, they ally with one another they are the allies of one another in the same manner today we have to understand that look the alliances that are being created are either alliances of kuffar or, or alliances of muslimin, of muslims it cannot be mixed like Allah says in Surah Al-Ma'idah Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu la tattakhidu al-yahuda wa al-nasara awliya ba'duhum awliya wa ba'd Oh you Muslims you believe you do not seek alliance or take alliance with the Jews and the Christians because they are the allies of one another Look how they do it in security council Look whom they when they want to make a decision they talk to Obama is talking to 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 Brown in 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 Britain, he's talking to Holland and France, he says, I consulted with our allies and friends, whether we will hit or not hit. This is the contemporary issues, you have to understand that. Al-Asr means the contemporary life, the contemporary time by which Allah Azza wa Jal is, is swearing. He says, in each and every time, each and every time, each and every Asr, each and every contemporary time, if you will, there are two brands of people. 
There are two types, not three. One is a loser and one is a winner. There is the khasr and there is the loser. Khasr means the lafi khusr. Lafi khusr means indeed he is a loser. Because the word khusr means lose. As stated in many other places in the Quran. About the khasirin, the losers, the one who lost his life, his day, his, uh, his uh, contemporary life and the year after. Talks about it a lot in the Quran. But here Allah says two types of people exist. Two types. One is a loser and one is a winner. The loser is everyone in general. So it says the entire humanity, entire humanity are in a losing situation, but you take out of losing that losing well, if you will. Let's say there is a dump. Everybody is dumped in the same place. You pick out only, only the ones who have the belief in Allah Azza wa Jal. You believe in Allah. In Islam, in Muhammad sallallahu means you believe in Allah Azza wa Jal. You believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You believe in the Quran. You believe in the angels. You believe in, in, in the books that Allah Azza wa Jal revealed. You believe that Allah is the one and only one God. You believe that Allah is the one and only one Rabb. You believe that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the one who brought an entire deen from Allah Azza wa Jal. Not only the prayers or fasting. That's a belief. That's the iman. When you say, Alladheena amanu, it's not... I just, oh, I have a faith in Allah. That's a very simple word. Alladheena amanu means, as stated in many places in the Quran, you believe in Allah, you believe in the angels, you believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you believe in the Quran, you believe in the fact that Allah azza wa jal is the one who provides life and death. You believe in the fact that Allah azza wa jal is the one who provides the izz. Like in Surah An-Nisa, Allah is referring to one of the contemporary issues at the time, which is similar to the contemporary issues today, he says, بَشِّرِ الْمُنَافِقِينَ بِأَنَّ لَهُمْ عَذَابًا أَلِيمًا Give the glad tiding or promise the munafiqeen, the hypocrites, with a severe punishment. عَذَابًا أَلِيمًا Who are they? الَّذِينَ يَتَّخِذُونَ الْكَافِرِينَ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِنْ دُونِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ The ones who seek alliance, military, political alliance, with the kuffar, instead of the believers, instead of the mu'mineen. And then, he says, أَيَبْتَغُونَ عِنْدَهُمُ الْعِزَّةِ Is it victory that they are looking for? Or عِزَّةِ عِزَّةِ means victory, dignity, honor, strength from them. فَإِنَّ الْعِزَّةَ لِلَّهِ جَمِيعًا But the عِزَّةِ belongs only to Allah. This is part of the iman. So when he says, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Part of my iman to believe that the عِزَّةِ only belongs to Allah Azza wa Jal. It cannot be, the عِزَّةِ cannot belong to the United States of America, cannot belong to France, cannot belong to Britain, or to Russia, or to Security Council, or to World Powers, or to Bashar, or, or to, uh, to Egypt. It cannot belong to anybody. In another place, Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, The victory comes only from Allah Azza wa Jal. In fact, if you come to think about this ayah carefully, this ayah was revealed Immediately after telling the Muslims that Allah supported them in the battle of Badr with 1,000 angels. He says, رَبَّكُمْ You were calling up upon Allah. فَاسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ He responded to you. That I am supplying you. بِأَلْفٍ مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ مُرْدِفِينَ With 1,000 angels, one after another. So Allah Azza wa Jal gave you angels to fight with you. And then, so that it doesn't go into the brains of the people that the Nasr, the victory, has come from angels that fought with the Muslims. He told them that indeed a Nasr is from Allah. This angels supporting you, it is only a Bushra. It's only glad tiding. So you will, be, you will feel satisfied. You will be cool from inside. But the Nasr is only from Allah, Al-Aziz Al-Hakim. That's part of the Iman. So the losers, everybody is a loser unless you are one of the Mu'mineen, Alladheena Amaru. Which means you believe that Allah Azza wa Jal is the creator. He is the eternal. He is the one who created everything. He is the one who gives the support. He is the one who provides life and the one who provides death. He is the one who provides the rizq. I go to my work on a daily basis. I get my check every two weeks. 
And then at some point I think that my rizq is from my employment. That is wrong. My rizq is from Allah Azza wa Jal. This is a tool that I use to go and get the rizq that Allah Azza wa Jal installed for me. Because the minute, the minute I leave that job and the check st stops coming to me, my rizq does not stop. Allah Azza wa Jal will provide. Allah is the razzaq. That's a belief. Allah is the one who provides life. Allah is the one who provides death. Allah is the one who provides victory and support. So that's part of the belief. If I don't believe in that, I continue to be one of the losers. The insan is a loser until and unless you have the iman. Now, iman is not everything. It's the foundation. But upon the iman, I cannot say my belief is in my heart, but I can wear on my head Whatever I want, like some women, they would say, oh, my belief is in my heart. My intentions are good. But I'm not going to wear the hijab. I'm not convinced. The hijab, Allah Azza wa Jal made it an obligation, made it a fard. He ordered you to do that. If you believe in Allah Azza wa Jal, you have to accept that. Allah Azza wa Jal prohibited the riba. You cannot invest in riba. You cannot deal with riba. You cannot get along with riba. It's haram. It's haram. It's tempting. You need it. It can be... Uh, very convenient, it can all of this happens, but it's haram. Amilus salihat, salihat. So you perform, you have the iman, the way we stated. Then wa salihat. If you do the amilus salihat, amilus salihat, as salihat, if you go to the tafsir, it lists everything that you do as a Muslim is as salihat. Al kalima tayyiba, your good word is as salihat. Saying La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, saying Subhanallah walhamdulillah wa la ilaha illallah wallahu akbar, as salihat. Praying to Allah Azza wa Jal the five times, as salihat. Fasting Ramadan, as salihat. Paying zakah, as salihat. Not gambling, amal salih. Staying away from the pork, staying away from the beer, staying away from the riba, that's salihat. Not lying to the people, not stealing their wealth, and making sure that you are uh, absolutely. Uh, investing in what is halal and distributing your wealth and, and, and spending it in, in halal. That's a salihat. So wa'aminus salihat, that is a prerequisite to get out of that losing will. So you are no longer part of the dump of the people who are losers. So people are losers. People are who, the homosexuality today, those who call for it, that's losers. The ones who build their economy on riba, they, they, they are losers. The one who believe in secularism, that's losers. The one who believe that man makes his own laws is losers. They are losers because they continue to believe in secularism, they continue to believe in liberalism, they continue to believe in individualism, they continue to believe in nationalism, they continue to believe in socialism, all of these isms, that's losers. And then if you have the belief, you have to perform the good deeds. Not only that. Because sometimes you see me, oh, I have my good iman, I am praying all the time, I have all my zakah, everything else. But when it comes to the haq, I don't stand for haq. When it comes to what is happening in Syria, I remain silent. So oh, I don't want to take part in that. That's politics. I don't want to talk about politics. When it happens, it comes to what's happening in Egypt, with all of the oppression and destroying the masajid, oh, that's politics. I don't want to deal with politics. I don't want to talk about it. That's not Right, because Allah says, "Watawasau bilhaq." You have to stand for the truth. It's not enough for you to pray and not to leave uh, to, to leave the people, other people, not praying. It's not enough for you to perform the good deeds, and then when it comes to the haq, because it's harsh, you say, "No, I don't want to take part in that." Other, if you do that, you stay in the old well, because the ayah says, "Everybody is a loser." Unless you fall in the category, the four categories. The Iman, Amal al-Salih, and Tawasaw bil-Haq. And Tawasaw bil-Haq, as I mentioned, is not only to speak the truth. You have to speak the truth and encourage the people to speak the truth. So if you see a scholar, a alim, someone who is not willing to speak the truth, you have to grab him and say, Ya Shaykh, Ya Alim, Ya Muslim, Ya Mu'min, O Believer, you have to say the truth. There are many people who are getting killed in Syria. Why you have a turban on your head and you are not saying anything? This man in Egypt, he took over the streets and he killed many people. He destroyed Masajid, like the Azhar. And you come and say, oh, please don't be harsh on the people. Come on, what's that? Say the haq. 
The haq is that this is wrong, this is batil, it should not, this is oppression. You have to say the haq. Tawasaw bil haq, I have to tell the people to say haq, not only me to stand for haq, I have also to tell the people to stand for haq, and then I have to have sabr on it. Because as I mentioned, the haq is harsh, it's difficult for Bilal radiallahu anhu to stand up and accept Islam in defiance of his master uh, Umayyah bin Khalaf, that's too difficult. That's a lot. Because now, instead of him being a slave to Umayyah bin Khalaf, he says, I am a slave only to Allah Azza wa Jal. Ana Abdullah. I am not the Abd of, of, of Umayyah bin Khalaf. And Al Yasir, we are no longer the slaves of Abu Jahl. Or Al Akhnas bin Shuraiq, we are the slaves of Allah only. That's difficult, that's harsh. That's absolutely strong. That requires strength. So you have to stick to the sabr. You have to tell the people, be patient. Stay there. Be tolerant. Don't give in. Don't give up. You are on the right path. Allah Azza wa Jal will help. Allah will support. Many people here in this country sometimes they say, you know, I have been, I can't live, continue to rent because I need a house. And to get a house, I have to get a loan. And to get a loan, I, need, I have to do the riba. Aside from some of the finan Islamic financial things, I will go and do that. Tell the brother, just be patient. Stay on the sabr. Be sabr. Allah Azza wa will provide. Allah will support you. Allah will give you the, the reward in this dunya and in the hereafter. This is the tawasaw bis-sabr. Tawasaw bis-sabr, encourage one another to stick to the truth. Because each and every one of us has weakness. We have weaknesses, we have temptations, we have emotions, we have feelings, we have... Sometimes I look at my children, at my wife, at things, I think that I really need help. I can't do it on my own unless you come and tell me, Brother Abu Talha, just hang on there. Hang on there, Allah will help. Hang on there, don't go to the haram. Stay on the halal. I remember some brothers who used to have some stores and they sell the pork and the beer. And you tell them, take all of this, this is garbage, this is haram. Then they take it. Then few days later, the sales go down. They come back and say, brother, you know, the sales go down, going down. We don't have much sale. They are tempted to go back and sell because when they have the lottery, they have the, the beer, they have the pork, they have all of this stuff. They have larger sale at the beginning. They are tempted. You come and tell them, no, brother, just hang on there. Hang on there. Allah will provide with the halal much more than he provides with the haram. The reward you get with the halal much more than the reward you get with the haram. This is barakah, this is tiba, and you support him. Then you show him some examples. This is tawasaw bis-sabr. You give the examples, as Allah Azza wa Jal used to give the examples to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from those people who were behind him, before him. And he was telling him, لَإِنْ كَذَّبُوكِ If these people deny you or reject you, فَقَدْ كُذِّبَتْ رُسُلٌ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ Many messengers before you, they were, they were denied, they were rejected. Like the people of Thamud, the people of Ad, the people of uh, Ibrahim and Qawm Lut, all of them. They were against the prophets and the messengers. So you are not the only one who is facing atrocities. You are the only one who is not the only one who is facing denial. So hang on there. Like Surah Al-Fajr which we talked about. When the Sahaba were feeling the heat of the da'wah. Then Allah Azza wa Jal revealed to them. Alam tara kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi'ad. Don't you see what we have done with the people of Ad? Hang on there. We will get victory like we did it for the people of, of Hud. They were absolutely huge. Thamud, and then the people of Thamud. See what we have done to, to them. And Fir'aun the Awtad. All of these ayats, they were coming to the Muslims to tell them, hang on there. Just stay on there. Stay doing what you are doing. The victory will come from Allah Azza wa Jal. The support is from Allah Azza wa Jal. And your Asr will prevail. Your time will prevail. Your issues will prevail. That's how we understand the surah. Although it's very small, very short. Note how short the surah is. But if you keep reflecting on it, you will go on and on and on with all types of meanings. The meanings will never dry out of surah al-Asr. Of course, never dry out, dry out with any other surah. But imagine, it's very short surah, very small surah, very few ayat, very few words. But then the meanings are a lot. The power is huge. The momentum is absolutely enormous. And that's what kept the Sahaba and the Muslims going. 
those type of ayat that Allah Azza wa Jal revealed in Mecca, one after another, surah after surah, with all of these support, with all of these meanings, gave them all that energy that allows them to stand up until this deen has reached us all here. Jazakumullah khair, and I will stop right here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. There are any questions or comments? Take them, inshallah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.